You're listening to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Philly Young Adults Podcast. My name's Dan. Great to be with you in one sense. We've been doing this little series called Truth Bites, where we open up the scripture in bite sizes. Over the past few weeks, I've been studying and thinking through the book of James. The thoughts have been kind of marinating in my mind since last year we went through the book of Genesis with our high school in Bible class. And there were just some themes that just kept popping up on patience connected to faith. That is, a life of faith that produces patience. And I want to go deeper than, I'm waiting an extra 10 minutes in line to get a cup of coffee, to rather a life of patience where our faith in both God and his promises are lived out by walking with Jesus. Of course, that does mean practically that we will always be patient when we're inconveniently forced to wait in line or we're stuck in traffic. So today, I want to share with you some of those thoughts from working through scriptures that I hope will encourage you. And today we're going to be in James chapter 5, starting in verse 7. If you want to turn there, if you're driving, just listen along and I will read it to you. But it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruits of the earth, being patient about it until he receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. And as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord and how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. What we see is that patience is a mark of both spiritual maturity and maturity as we grow older. It's usually children who are the most impatient. They're always asking, are we there yet? They can really sit long enough to get what needs to be done. In fact, if you've ever tried to start a project with a child, you probably realize that you would not be finishing it with them. It's the same with spiritual maturity as well. And so hopefully we want to be the people who through life patiently trust God. And as I read this passage in James, I felt like he's calling us to patience as a mark of Christian maturity. James tells us to be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. We're given this command to be patient. And it's interesting that James uses the coming of the Lord as a gauge for not only how long to wait, but for an event that is coming. You could almost in one sense imagine the church talking to James and they're like, so how long do we need to be patient for? Jesus said, was it 70 minutes times seven? And he's like, no, until Jesus comes back. But also just be patient because the Lord is indeed coming back. And that's kind of the feel you get in these verses. He says, notice, see how the farmer waits. The Bible often does this with illustrations to prove a spiritual point. Look at this thing and learn from it. The Proverbs say, look to the ant and be wise. The idea here is to look, to think, to ponder a farmer and his patience. 
He isn't saying that all farmers are patient people, but the job of a farmer indeed requires patience. As I was thinking through this, I think of Farmer Maggot in The Lord of the Rings. In the movies, he's chasing the hobbits off his land, not being very patient. After all, it's only a couple of carrots, and the point was he was clearly overreacting. However, in the books, the farmer is a brave man who is wise in all things that grow, especially mushrooms. He cares for his garden, he defends off hooligans, but ultimately he was patient as he waited for his crops to grow and produced a bountiful for the land. Now, he's very much like other farmers. They all must wait for a harvest, and I think that's why James tells us to think about the patience of a farmer. They're a great example for the life of patience. In fact, if you think about it, like James has wanted us to, we see that the life of a farmer is measured in seasons, not days or even weeks. We're not really a farming nation, so maybe you've never realized that a farmer's life was actually measured in seasons. And James here in this passage says that the farmer waits for the early and the late rains. It would be the early rain that he could plow the ground, or it was the late rain when he could in fact reap the final harvest. But he couldn't rush ahead, no matter how anxious he was to plant food and to honorably want to provide for his family. If he put the seed in too early, it, it didn't matter. Nothing would happen. And if he collect the harvest before there was any vegetables, well, there would still be nothing to eat. You'd be eating stalks of corn instead of the corn itself. The farmer, all he could do is let it grow. James says, in the same way, you also be patient. Be as patient as the farmer is patient, which can be so hard if we're being honest because we live in an instant world. We want next day packages, we want quick meals, where we want short lines. And when I think through my own life, there's been a few times where I've been in a store and I see a really long line and I think to myself, do I really need these items this bad or can I just come back? If we're honest with ourselves, this is because waiting is just inconvenient. Why wait when you can have it now? Why can't God just move in my life now? Do the work he's going to do now. I've been praying for a few days and I've heard nothing. Why isn't he moving again now? It might be easy to think, well, what can I do then to maybe make it happen since I'm praying for it? But James, however, is not only talking about patient in lines at a grocery store, but a life of patience when we follow Jesus when we're praying for God to move and to work, do we just force a pass ahead? Or do we, like the farmer, wait for the season in which God answers our prayers and works? What is great is that James understands that even in waiting, we can wait so long that we're grumpy, which ultimately leads to grumbling. The Israelites were big grumblers. They often would wait long enough that they would become grumpy and they'd grumble before the Lord. God would guide them. But they were impatient with this time frame, so they would grumble. But James tells us here not to grumble against one another. Why, he says? Again, he reminds them the Lord is coming. We don't want to be judged because notice he says that the judge is at the door, which is its own interesting point that James is trying to communicate that Jesus is coming soon. What's interesting then is he gives us two examples of both suffering and patience. He gives us the prophets and Job. Now, the prophets in general just had to endure with patience, even through extreme hardships. 
And Job, this is an interesting passage because it's the only place in the New Testament where Job is in fact mentioned by name. Warren Wearsby says that this verse indicates that Satan's purpose was to try to get Job to be impatient and to give up. Patiently speaking then, mature Christians need to understand that when we are impatient, we're actually becoming impatient with the will of God. We see this then in the life of Job. And personally, as I'm looking through this, I think that our patience then reveals, our impatience reveals two things for us. Number one, our impatience reveals that there's unbelief in our lives. In fact, Isaiah 28, 16 says, he who believes will not be in a hurry. Isaiah, in fact, is connecting faith and patience. That if we trust God, we will wait for him to accomplish what he had started And it also reveals to us that we're living a life according to the flesh. Galatians 5.22 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Our word there, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we look at the Old Testament, it was Abraham's impatience that caused him to marry Hagar instead of trusting God that he promised son would be through Sarah. It was the Israelites who were impatient when Moses won the mountain. And made a golden image to worship it. And it was Moses' impatience that caused him to smash the Ten Commandments. It was Saul's impatience that caused him to rush ahead of God's word and offer a sacrifice without Samuel, being a piece of the downfall of his reign. This should make us pause then and think, Lord, if you told me a promise or have stirred something in my heart, I don't need to try to force something to happen with my own abilities and skills. As Isaiah said, I'm not in a hurry because I know that you will accomplish what needs to be done. Abraham, he didn't need to figure out a way to make it so he could have a child. He had God's word and he was promised it, even if it was beyond human reasoning. God promised that he have a son and he did not need to be in a hurry. When I think about these questions, I wonder, are we often in a rush? Are we willing to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, trusting that God will do as He promised? Or are we trying to figure out a way which we can help God speed things along so that it's faster? It might seem like 40 years in the desert praying for something. It might seem like God isn't working, but He promised He would never leave us nor forsake us. And James ends this passage with a wonderful verse, and it says, You've seen the purpose of the Lord how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. He is compassionate and he is merciful. And he says that that is his purpose. The purpose of the Lord is his compassion and mercy. He's not out to get you. We can trust him that we can wait on his timing. Maybe you've been praying for something for a really long time. Keep trusting him. Keep going to him. Don't cut him out and do things on your own strength like Abraham did. My encouragement to you is to think about these things, to walk in them. This isn't something we master in a day, but it's something that we can let penetrate our hearts and grow in what God has for us, being mature and patient followers of Jesus. How often can my own heart run ahead of God because of my impatience? I want to believe and not be in a hurry, knowing that God is fully in control. I want my own life to bear the fruit of the Spirit, full of patience as a mark of faith as we read. It is my prayer that all of us will walk with Jesus instead of running ahead of him.
I hope that this blesses you and it stirs in you a desire for a life of patience where our faith in both God and his promises are lived out by walking with Jesus one step at a time. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at ya at ccphilly.org or come on by on a Monday. We could chat about this, but until then, be blessed. Oh,